Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, what do we what do we got going on today? Today we're talking football party food. Oh yeah, Blackstone grills, Blackstone Super Bowl dip recipes. Plus, we're going to be answering a couple questions from our community um, about cooking wings, smoking cream cheese, and using a Weber to smoke. Okay, that's, that sounds like some good topics, man. I'm ready to <laughs> jump on in. Tyler, you doing all right today, man? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. Good deal, good deal. Everybody's so, back from that ice storm we had last night, week of pending doom. It's like four days of ice, and we did a podcast Friday. We squeezed it in there at the last minute, didn't we? Yep. Now it's like 70 degrees out now, Yeah, it got back to 70, but rain's coming. It's going to storm tonight. <laughs> There's wind advisories. <laughs> and then it's going to be a beautiful weekend for the Super Bowl. Can I say Super Bowl on our podcast? I don't care. I think I can. I don't care. We're not advertising. Yeah. I feel like my sinuses are going through it right now. Are they? Hey, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I feel like everybody's is. Cold, hot, cold, humid, dry. I mean, it's, it's everything. <laughs> what do you I'm want? Ready, hey, got it. I'm ready to go get detoxed in the Caribbean. That's happening next week. You didn't even <laughs> list really? that as what we're talking about. We're on the countdown to... It's kind of like we wrap our we celebrate our anniversary kind of Valentine's. You let me hunt all hunting season. <laughs> this is like payback for you putting up with me all winter long. I take you to the Caribbean in February. You get out of all these winter blues, these weather changes. You get to go work on your tan you, early. I love it's how, all about shell. <laughs> I love how you position that. It's like this is all for you. It's all for you. We I don't do. enjoy this. At all. I don't enjoy this at all. I mean, I, I, he makes all the choices. Yeah. I'm not like sending you and your girlfriends <laughs> and, and staying no, here that, myself. That would be a trip. <laughs> then it wouldn't be Valentine's anniversary. All those good celebration things. Yeah, it would just be out. party down south, <laughs> girls edition. <laughs> <laughs> the Tammies would be running wild. <laughs> Have you heard this thing like you're either Karen or you're a Tammy once you hit like over 40? It's easy to confuse the two by looks. <laughs> They're very deceiving. Have you seen that, Tyler? No, it's I have like not. Going on TikTok. Oh, it's a TikTok thing, yeah. So uh, y'all know what a Karen is. Yeah. <clears throat> She's down to stop the party. She is anti-everything. She gets disgruntled. She's had a bad she day. She takes notes. She takes notes. She, she calls management on you. She calls police on you. <laughs> That's a Karen. Well, Shell's the opposite of a Karen. She's more in the Tammy qualification. <laughs> they are down to party. <laughs> DTP. They're the ones that want to stay to the bar closes. <laughs> they want to play last man standing. They're down to play flip cup or beer pong. They might they might <laughs> do a gong rip. I don't know. Shoot some fireball. That's awesome. Tammies are fun. They're not always Tammies. What are, what's in between? There's no in between. Like it's not quite a woo girl because you're like yeah yeah yeah. That woo, that's in your thirties. Yeah, woo girl. You can't woo when you're forty. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a woo girl. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a Tammy. They transition. Yeah, you can't call like a thirty year old woo girl Tammy. <laughs> she hasn't aged yet. Yeah, she hasn't aged yet. There's no going back. I don't think like Karens can come out of it either. Once you're a Karen, always a Karen. <laughs> Probably. There are some young Karens, you know, but they're not Tammy's yet. You're not Tammy till you're 40. So instead of becoming 40, we should just now call it ha- becoming a Tammy. Yeah. Becoming a Tammy. <laughs> what would There's Tammy way do? worse things to be in life than Tammy. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you, Tammy's are fun. That's who I want to go on vacation with. I'm good for two or three days with a Tammy. <laughs> I got to take a break. So do I. <laughs> And maybe that's the thing, too. Tammies have to take breaks. <laughs> Blue girls can just keep going. <laughs> Tammies, they're good for two days, and then they have to take a day to think about what all they did. I feel like Tammy's got to be like a veteran. Like, instead, Woo girls, yeah, they, they all know outside, stuff. they're throwing up in the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, Tammy's a smooth out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, th- <laughs> you think you're a big boy until you hang out with some Tammies. <laughs> and Case of wine, how- that's nothing. 
Are you a Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's know what's going down today. Like they they know how to ice a cooler down. They know how to That's sneak right. booze into concerts. They they know it all. They know all the tricks. <laughs> oh yeah, all those tricks where you see the women putting the bottles underneath their in their underwear <laughs> under their boobs. That's a Tammy move. That's a smooth Tammy move. <laughs> You learn all those in your woo girl days. And, yeah. Yeah. You implement them during Tammy phase. So London Brawls. London Brawls. Man, I was wrong about what a London Brawl came from. <laughs> Ain't I knew hey, I knew it was beef. I, man, that's been Yellow Kitchen days. I, I, I six do, years ago. I probably need to, you know, I probably hadn't cooked a London Brawl since. So we I talked mean, about it last week. Like we didn't know what it was. Turns out you had yeah. a whole recipe about it. I have a recipe on how to do it. <laughs> turns out you marinate them and grill them and serve them, you know, rare across the grain. That's pretty much my mo for beef. I wrote it. I mean, they're serving beef rare, seared, or braised, like cooked down, like brisket or chuck roast or something like that. I'm not an in between guy on my beef. Yeah, for that that London broil recipe, you tenderized it with a jacquard. Yeah. You seasoned it with AP. You marinated it for a minimum of four hours with barbecue sauce, balsamic vinegar, olive oil, and some garlic. Took it out of the marinade, steak rubbed it. Two's on fire on a big green egg. Once it hit 110 on the slow side, you seared it. and You said until it hit 130 to 135. That's, that's medium. Yeah. That's a little much for me. Rested it. And then you sliced it. The pictures looked really good. Oh, yeah. they were. Imagine <laughs> that. You took them. Um, was those yellow kitchen days or were those tan kitchen days? It was tan kitchen days. Old had to house. be one of my earlier... Like when I first got my big green egg, that would yeah, be one of those yeah. early big green egg videos. But you know, I quit. Very memorable. I know why. Like I don't cook a lot of London broils now because before then you didn't see flat iron steaks in the grocery stores a lot. But we started getting flat iron steaks, and it was a thing. And that's what I was probably confusing it with it because the flat iron. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Honestly, now I'm confused myself. I don't know if the flat iron comes from the shoulder or not, but I could have swore one of them come out of the shoulder cut. But flat irons, they're a little bit smaller than a London Burl. Typically, a pound to two pounds is a big flat iron. Yeah. Cook them the same way. I usually tenderize them, marinate them, put them on the grill. And I usually sear hot those fast. hot and fast. Well, they're thin. Yeah, they're thinner. It's, but, man, they're good. That London Burl from the old recipe, it was a pretty thick cut of meat. <clears throat> Typically, the, I mean, the London broils are usually three or four pounds. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good sized piece yeah. of meat, and it's dense. and it's dense. It doesn't have any fat on it. Yeah. You know, it's just just good meat. Um, you also got a new blackstone here recently. It's a baby blackstone. Yeah, it's a baby blackstone. It's uh, so I have a big one that I keep down at deer camp, and we use it for you breakfast love it, right? or for cooking for a large group. I love cooking on it. It's I fun. Like cooking on oh it. man, flat top grill is fun to cook on. You stand there and you chef it up, you know, like a line cook. And they're easy to clean. Yeah. Easy to take easy. care of. But Mark had bought one of these for like out riding, you know, they go trail riding and stuff like that. But it was a 17 inch one. It come, and he bought a little carrying case for it. I said, I got to have me one of them. Works off the little propane bottles. It's 17 inches. It's got like a, kind of like a bottle. football goal shaped burner in it. If you remember the old, like from high school, the eight-shaped football goals where it's like two long rails and one crossmember uh, rail, that's what this has in there for a burner, and you just it, burn, it runs off a propane bottle. The little green ones? Yeah, the little green ones, a camping bottle. And, man, it's for cooking at home, like on the countertop, you can't beat it. Mark said he takes his inside and turns his vent hood on. He's got some souped-up vent hood yeah, on his stove. Yeah, he's got a really good vent hood. And he cooks on them inside. I wouldn't recommend that unless you got good ventilation. But, I mean, it ain't that bad. Well ventilated area, it'll yeah. roll. But I mean, they pack theirs in the back of a side by side. Yeah, yeah. Tra- I mean, Stop that was where. And, and one of the guys I went squirrel hunting with this year, we stopped and ate lunch before we were out hunting. They had one. They broke them out. And it's like, man, I got to get. That kind of pushed me over the top. So I, I use it at the house because I don't have room for another big blackstone. You know, and I think it makes a great like portable version of a flat top grill. You could easily throw it in the back of a truck or oh yeah anything it'd be great for tailgating Tailgating? that was what i was thinking too football food tailgate food that's what led me to want to do some recipes for the super bowl on it not that everybody's tailgating for the super bowl i'm sure some people are yeah 
So how do you think this baby black song compares to, can uh, I call it a baby black? Yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> we can. We can call it whatever we want. Baby flat top. But it's the baby black stone. Uh, how does it compare to the big one? Um, I mean, it cooks just the same. It's just a smaller surface area. Uh, it heats up. like So the first thing I did was I had to burn it in. You know, you always get one. So do it, you have to season them? Like, is that a requirement before you use them? I mean, it, yeah, that's what the directions say. Okay. When you open up the box, you're supposed to season that top because it's just a, you know, steel metal top. That's doesn't have hadn't had anything cooked on it. You're supposed to clean it first. A little soap. That's the only time you're supposed to like soap and water it. Yeah. Get all the packing oil or grease or whatever, however it came. Get that off of it. Put a thin coat of oil on it. Crank the heat up on it, and you cook it till that stops. That top starts burning. Uh, not really burning, but turning dark black. You know, kind of like a cast iron does. That's what you're mm-hmm. trying to build up that seasoning on it. If you put too much oil, you got to start over and scrape it off. It'll get gummy on you. Yeah. So you got to kind of do it. Same thing with a cast iron. Yeah, cast yeah. iron will do the same thing. But it's just about having some heat on it, getting that top season. The more you cook on it, the better it's going to get. Just always keep it clean and get that. Uh, what I do is so once the first time I season, I put a light cut of oil on it, turn it up. It'll start turning black. I'll wipe it down, put a little more oil. Just keep repeating that process five or six times. It took me a whole bottle. To do the first thing, one of the little Whole, camping bottles. Oh, okay. I mean, it was probably an hour and a half on yeah. high. It took them. You know, it was a while. Yeah. And then when I, How after much that. T- total oil would you estimate you use during that oh, time period? I don't know, quarter cup, half okay. cup. Yeah. I might use like out the neck out of the bottle, but I wouldn't put in a whole lot, maybe like two tablespoons each time. Yeah. Using paper towel and tongs and kind of spreading it around. And it'll it'll season itself doing that. You just don't want it to pull and you don't want the oil to get too thick. So you want to keep a light, thin layer on it. While it's doing that. And you'll know because it'll start smoking. Once it stops smoking, it's time to wipe it back down, get another little light cut on, and it'll start smoking again. You just keep repeating that process, and the the dark color of the flat top, the kind of that seasoning look, will start spreading out from the hottest heat. out. And it takes, I mean, like mine didn't go all the way out to every corner, but the majority of the surface was really good and seasoned. When you first seasoned your big black stone, did it go out to all the little? Um, not at first. And that just happens. That's just over that's time. just yeah. That that just happens over time cooking on it. Then I had to cook something on it, so that's why I was doing a Super Bowl recipe. And I don't know if it'll be. Will it be out before we release the podcast? Yeah, I think it's coming out yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was. I did um, Philly cheese burgers. Well, I was going to talk about that. Okay. Well, I had to cook burgers on it first. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the important thing is go to cooking on some that puts out some grease too and cooking just cooking and cooking on it like bacon sausage burgers anything like that is going to put out some oil and it's going to season that great even more it's just like a good cast iron skillet you cook in it you take care of it it's going to get that start cooking service even better, better. better so what's the difference between like one of these black stones and what they're cooking on when you go to a hibachi restaurant um well i mean i'm sure those are gas powered burners Steel. underneath yeah. these you know these tops they're using same kind of thing I don't know if... But it's essentially I, the same kind of surface area? I think so, yeah. They do the same treatment to them. I don't yeah. know exactly what the makeup is on those hibachi tables, but... Yeah, it's you don't have the spec. Uh, yeah, it's something steel, <laughs> I would imagine. Some kind of iron steel or something. I was just thinking I've seen them clean <clears> with, like, lemon. <throat> you know, they never come out with a Most cleaner, of the time, what they do is they'll scrape it down, they'll hit it with water, and they got a hot rag right there. They'll wipe it down really good, and then they'll put oil back on it. Kind of spread that out, wipe that down, turn the heat off, and just kind of let it, let the heat of it, let that oil kind of do its thing, yeah. lubricate everything back up. Get it ready. And that's for the what next essentially time. that's what you do on. That's what I do for my cleaning stage on my blackstone. So I usually don't put the water. I usually go with a good scrub down. Give me some paper towels, wipe anything up, anything that, that I couldn't scrape out the little trough, and then I'll put another little light coat of oil, turn the heat down to low, let it sit a few minutes, and then cut it off. Make sure no oil's pulled on it. Let it just kind of absorb in. It gets that seasoned texture back just right. And then when it's completely cool, you can put your cover over it. That's one thing. If you're keeping it outside, you got to keep that cooking surface covered. Because you don't want dust and debris and insects and all the stuff that's, you know, around a cooking area. You don't want that sticking to your griddle or getting on it. So I either buy one that's got a lid or keep a cover on it. And I do that at, at camp, too. So with this little baby <clears throat> Do you have a lid? Did it come with a lid? It didn't come with a lid, uh, but the cool thing about this little travel one is when it cools down, you can take the lid and flip it upside down and put it over the top and then put it in the little travel carry case, and I bought that separate, I think. I mean, I want to say I, I yeah, bought this at Walmart. In? I want to say it was $89 for 
For the grill? For the grill. And then the top was like 25 bucks. And I think I bought the top. I bought it off Walmart, too. It wasn't a Blackstone carrying case. It was some aftermarket, but it worked fine. That's a steal. What was that little tailgate, uh, Traeger tailgater? What was it yeah. going for, like five, six? Yeah, but that's different because you can smoke them. I know, yeah. I know, but still. No, it ain't that high. I think it's like 253 That's about the same as the electric griddle that I have. I think I paid like 89 for it, and it was it, it still works really good. Does it heat up just the same Pretty and do pretty good? Yeah, it's a different material. Like it's not a flat top material or anything like was that. It's it like more Teflon, like enamel. Non- oh yeah, yeah, okay. kind of. And I use metal on it and everything. And like I abuse the heck out of it. And it, yeah. is it a blackstone brand? Yes, blackstone brand. I think it's called their E series or something like that. Yeah. And you just plug it in the wall. Plug it in the wall and go. Cook inside, no ventilation. Cook inside, no ventilation. Lots of like breakfast food. I like, yeah. We've cooked smash burgers, like everything on it, and they all turn out really good. So I can see it working. I mean, yeah. it's no different than an electric flat top. You know. Yeah, and I use those sometimes. Yeah. That one has like a nonstick surface, though. My little cheap. That you do pancakes and stuff yeah, on? Yeah. yeah. It's just like a countertop plug-in, electric flat top. Yeah, yeah. it was like 20 bucks, 25 yeah. bucks at Walmart kind of thing. No, but this little, I think it's called the Adventure Series or something yeah, like that, 17-inch. So. Now, I know Jay had the one that was a little bit bigger. It might have been like a 24-inch, and it took two burners. And he said he didn't like it as much as he did the smaller, the 17-inch with one burner. He said he felt like it was more efficient. It didn't use as much fuel. It heated the cooking surface up more. Now, you are limited to what you can cook on it yeah, because you know, it's only 17-inch cooking surface, I guess. So. But you were cooking burgers, and you had— I cooked burgers and Philly cheesesteaks with the vegetables all on the same flat yeah. top. Four good-sized burgers. But if you were just cooking burgers, you could easily get eight on that. Oh, easy, yeah. I don't see, you know, for a family, that's plenty big enough. Yeah. For breakfast? Yeah. I could easily oh, see yeah. you cooking enough pancakes for... Yeah, definitely. You cook eight, probably eight, ten pancakes at mm-hmm. a time. Yeah. Grilled cheese sandwiches? <laughs> so, talking about... Very versatile. Yeah. Um, talking about your Super Bowl recipes, uh, we cooked a couple of recipes this weekend. What we did. So, with? we got the Eagles and we got the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um. We'll talk about who we pick it at the end. You. But I wanted to come up with a couple of recipes, uh, you know, to get out, you know, some people give some people some ideas on some football yeah, you stuff. You just to like cook coming out with new football recipes. Love cooking. Yeah, I do. And these weren't, these weren't like specifically geared towards the teams, but I did take a little <laughs> geographical inspiration on them. So the first one I did was the Philly cheeseburger. When I think of Philadelphia or, you know, anything sports related or anything, somebody says Philly. I immediately think of Philly cheesesteaks. I don't know why. It's just the thing. I think of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> I can see Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so what I did, and we have one of my favorite little wing joints uh, right here, you know, in DeSoto County, Mr. P's, has a Philly cheeseburger on their menu. And if I'm not getting wings they- there, it's a burger. It's just like what I did. Okay. It's a burger. Topped. I mean, standard burger, cheese on the burger, and then on top of the burger, before you put the top bun on, you pile it high full of cheesesteak meat with the peppers and onions, with the cheese whiz all over the top, and then your top bun. So it's two sandwiches in one, and it's definitely super. <laughs> yeah. It is a fill-you-up burger. I mean, it really is. And so that was what I wanted to re- you know, kind of create my version of it on the Blackstone. And I figured that's a great Super Bowl food. Yeah. Somebody's cooking for the football game this weekend. They got people coming over. You don't have to have the flat top to do it. You could grill the burgers. You know, you could cook the burgers however you wanted to. You could do your Philly cheesesteak meat in an iron skillet or on the stovetop, however you wanted to do it, and just combine both of them and do this recipe. So don't think you got to go buy the Blackstone just to do it. It worked. I mean, it helps. It's easy cooking it on a flat top. You could serve a... Philly cheesesteaks, too. If you oh, yeah, if you just wanted to do. Man, the sky's the limit on that. Because yeah. I did it as a big burger just because it's like a manly thing, a manly <laughs> manly meal. <laughs> yeah. But you could do that sliders. Oh, you yeah, can make you little cheese Philly cheeseburger sliders with it to make them smaller. You could take, you know, make some, use smaller burger patties. It wouldn't take as much meat. Um, I used, so the best Philly cheesesteak meat is when they take a whole ribeye, that's about semi-froze, they'll run it on a slicer, and they'll get it super shaved thin. 
And it's basically little flat ribeye steaks that are paper thin, <laughs> and that you know, and and that and the good Philly I've cheese joints do about this. It that way, but they yeah. slice them up and they'll take those and they'll put them between parchment paper so they can peel them right off. They'll throw them on the flat top, season them, kind of chop them a little bit with the spatulas to kind of break the meat up. Then they'll have their pile of vegetables sauteed over to the side. Most of the time, it's peppers and onions. I like adding mushrooms to mine. You could you know you could probably put whatever you wanted in there. Yeah, I you mean, could. Whatever you like, but peppers and onions is traditional. If you wanted to use jalapenos, yeah, you've like done that, a um, nacho, nacho Philly cheese. Yeah, yeah that's really good. With and jalapenos. then traditionally, a Philly cheese stick, steak is served on like um, just think an Italian bread roll, like you know, po' boy size yeah. kind of bread, sub, you know, sub sub, sub roll. roll. Yeah, yeah, a big one, like a foot long. That's how they're served. <laughs> they pile it full of meat, put the cheese on it, wrap it up, and you're out the door. And so you could do that. Mini versions, you know, you, it would be simple to do. You did tail, tailgate cheesesteaks. Yeah, yeah, I did it before. Really I did it on a flat top uh, insert that I had for, I may have did it on the back of a, a grill grates on the PK. I think it's a PK, yeah. Yeah, but PK makes a flat, flat grilling surface now that would work too. Yeah. But those are really good. Yeah. Any type of those. I, I will say oh, yeah. you Melted bought- cheese and steak with peppers and onions. How can that be bad? So we bought real Cheese Whiz. Yeah, oh, we bought Cheese Whiz brand. Uh, you're not a fan, and I don't know in I mean, Philadelphia, okay. like, but it's no nacho. Yeah, no, no, it's not supposed to be nacho cheese. I know, but nacho cheese is. It's not. So I mean, much. All of a sudden, you've got Mexican Philly cheese. <laughs> then that's not. A, yeah. I won't go with that. It's not a Philly. It's more of a. I don't know. Are you talking about the brand that has like the broccoli on it? Yes, dipped in cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just processed cheese in a jar. Yeah, that's kind of runny. It's I mean, not- it's not bad on it. Personally, if I had my choice on a cheesesteak, I'm probably going to go provolone or mozzarella. Well, you did put provolone. Well, I did that on the burger. So, so what I did, I just bought me some, you know, burger patties already formed from Kroger. They were like 80 20 choice burger patties, patted out. I could have patted my own. It's no problem. If you want to do that, do it. But I went the easy route because I was thinking football food, what's going to be easy? You're going to enjoy the game if you can, if you can make this easy on yourself. So I took those burger patties, hit them with some AP. Down on the blackstone, season the backside, let them go four or five minutes till they get a good crust on them. Flip them over, scoot them over to the far side. My heat's still running about medium, you know. I'm not cranking it up at this time, and just letting the burgers sit there and kind of finish. I like them about you know medium, medium well. I'm not a if I buy a prepackaged burger, I'm not eating it mid rare. I'm not that brave, <laughs> so I want it you know almost no pink. Um, but it said it scooted over the side, got its crust working on it. And then I throw my vegetables down. I've got thinly sliced strips of onion, sweet onion and green bell pepper. Get those sautéed. Hit them with a little vegetable oil um, or butter, whatever you want to do. A little AP seasoning on them. Toss them around. Get them happy. Starting to soften. Scoot them over to the side. Throw my steak out. Now, for my steak, our Kroger sells these little trays of um, thinly sliced steak is what it says. Mm-hmm. But it's four cheesesteaks. And they do it for pork, and they do it with uh, chicken, too. You can, they do it It comes pork. in a little tray. I don't know what pork. cut of steak it is. If I had to guess, it's probably top round or rump roast yeah. or something like that. It's something cheap that they've just sliced super thin. super thin. Oh, super thin. Paper thin. See-through it almost. Yeah. But I just take that, pile it up on the grate, season it really good, hit it with just a little oil to give it some fat to keep it going, start chopping it with my spatula, kind of breaking it up. As the, the meat, when I no longer see pink, um, it's pretty much done because it doesn't take it long to cook. But then I take my spatula, mix my vegetables with it, combine it all, and then um, just scoot it to the side, and you're ready to assemble your burger now. Um, I toast my buns lightly. You can do it on the flat top, or you can throw them on, you know, in the oven, toaster oven, whatever you have. Put a nice little layer of mayo on it, some sliced pickles. If you wanted a little sliced onion, you could. I didn't. I just went pickles and mayo. Burger patty, before I took the burgers up, I placed one slice of provolone over each patty. Burger, Philly cheesesteak meat, cheese whiz that we warmed up in the microwave, top bun, and done. And eat it and enjoy. I don't know if you could eat a whole one. It's a lot That's of burger. A lot. It's a lot. It was delicious. It was really good. It's a two-quarter burger. <laughs> eat that? Yeah, it's a two-quarter burger. You go ahead and get that the first quarter. By halftime, you'll be ready for something else. Okay. At least gonna fill you up for a half. <laughs> Two quarter burger. I like the idea of making them sliders because you get yeah, a it'd be small smaller. amount, but it's still, you still get the delicious. Oh, one thing I like to do with the sliders is just forgo the sliced steak. 
do your peppers and onions and do your ground beef and make it loose. Mm-hmm. And oh, just okay. kind of cook it all up, you know, and then Still top it top with, with cheese, cheese and then slide it over on the slider bun. A little more cheese in the oven with those hot and bubbly with the butter and stuff on them. And then you got little Philly cheesesteak sliders. You also did a spicy avocado ranch dip. Y'all know we, we got to make some dips for, for any kind of football game or tailgate party or whatever you're doing. I don't know where you got dips this idea, it. but it's a great idea. Well, I was so – I make this – kind of an avocado crema yeah that's really good on tacos and so i was thinking how can i take those flavors and turn it into a dip and so i said well you know there's guacamole but everybody knows guacamole that's played out you know it's anybody can make guacamole yeah i said let's do this a little and we love guacamole i love guacamole i I like it fresh i like it chunky with the pico and Mm -hmm. all that but i wanted to make a creamy dip so what i did i took a block of cream cheese and just let it get room temp and then I took two avocados, halved them, got the seed out, scored them a little bit, squeezed them in my my sour cream, and started whooping it all up. <laughs> and then to get it to the dip stage, you got to have some sour cream, and you got to have the key ingredient, blue plate mayonnaise. You could use whatever mayonnaise you like, but for shell, our house chooses blue plate. <laughs> so, That's my name on the so I added some planet. blue plate. I added. This is uh, a great time for a yeah. quick uh, break. Uh, to talk about Blue Plate. <laughs> it is the perfect time to talk about <laughs> It's the best mayonnaise on the planet. Proud sponsor of the How to Barbecue Right podcast. That's right. Get you a jar, too. Get you a jar, too. <laughs> They've got some new flavors coming out of here. There's something will, in development. It it will change your life. How could you make mayonnaise better? You've never had mayonnaise till you've had Blue Plate. <laughs> <laughs> I love your commercial style, so you got to write some commercial. You've never had mayonnaise you've had blue blood. <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of people in the community like saying they can't find it on the store shelves and stuff. I do know that they do stock it on Amazon. Yeah. So if you're just wanting to try it, we talk about it all the time. Walmart, like, Kroger. Like, they I, do have it. In a pinch, get Hellman's. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Dukes. Dukes is my second. But. Dukes, yeah. Some folks like the Dukes. It tastes almost as good as blue blood. <laughs> I guess some areas of the country just have really boring mayonnaise taste because like some people are like, oh yeah, I can only find like best choice and Hellman's. That's it. Yeah. That's all that's so those are the two. That's the I think that's the biggest mayonnaise company in the country, and it's the exact same mayonnaise. It's like um, west of the Rockies is what do you call it? Best choice or best value yeah, or something like value, that. Best choice, something like. And that. then east of the Rockies is Hellman's. Same formulas, same everything. I watched. I saw this on History Channel. <laughs> they did not mention Blue Plate on the History Channel. <laughs> so anyway, spicy avocado ranch dip. So after I added the blue plate, you've whipped up, you've whipped in avocados and cream cheese. Mm-hmm. We go mayonnaise, we okay. go uh, sour cream, we go shredded Mexican cheese in it. You got to go grande gringo in it. Dice green chili. Dice, and one can, and yeah, get some heat and some more texture from a can, like four ounce can of dice green chilies, and basically you season it with the grande gringo, stir it up, and you want it. Not chunky, but not all the way smooth either. It's yeah. not like a French onion dip you'd buy at the store. It's got some texture to it with the chilies and the you know and the avocado. I bet you could make it as textured as you want it. Oh yeah. yeah. And then so it needs to sit for at least an hour. It's just like anything. Needs to, these flavors need to come together. Let it sit in the refrigerator. Oh, the spicy ranch packet. You oh yeah, yeah. That. I forgot the spicy ranch packet. So one packet of Hidden Valley Ranch spicy ranch dip mix. Yeah. That goes. That's important. That gives it some flavor. Mm-hmm. That's what takes long to, to bring some flavor out. Put it in the refrigerator for about an hour, cover with plastic wrap, bring it out, put it in whatever kind of serving dish you want. Now, this takes it to another level, the tahini. If y'all have never had tahini, it's kind of a – think of it as a citric seasoning. That's like, I was it's, like, how is he fixing to explain Yeah, it's a citric but, yeah. seasoning. So it has, I guess, a lot of citric acid or citrus flavors in it. But on the bottle, it's meant for fruit. They call it a fruit seasoning because it brings out the flavors. Avocado is a fruit. So, and it's really good just on a slice of avocado with a little, little tahini. It's not salt. Tahini's not salty. Often you'll see, uh, you know, Mexican recipes or bartenders at Mexican restaurants or something, they use it as like a rim, a rimming for a margarita or a drink or something like that. But uh, it's really good. So, I sprinkle that over the top of it, and that citrus element brings out the flavor and everything. I don't know if it's going to be Mysterian, and I had never looked, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because it, it's, yeah. It, <laughs> but it, it has that, that effect yeah. because it just wakes all these flavors up with it. And then fresh uh, cilantro. And, you know, if you wanted to omit cilantro, you could, but I think it needed it. So um, I saw a few people asking, 
you didn't add any lime juice to it. So does the avocado turn brown? No, and no you didn't it did have not. Any yeah. problem with it turning brown? I think probably what vinegar is in the uh, mayo probably yeah, or just helps it or something. Or and all the good old yeah. creams. There's still some of it left in our refrigerator, and it hasn't turned brown. And we, you know, it's just in a dish covered. It's yeah. not like a little Tupperware. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't opened it to see. It's just still sitting in there. I thought that was one of the best dips we've done in a while. Oh, it was so good, and it's easy. There's nothing, no cooking to it. Yeah. At first, I was going to like, should I top this with bacon? And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to keep it. Veg- Is it vegetarian? Yeah, it's got it cheese would be in veg- it. Mm-hmm. That would be vegan. Cheese, okay. Yeah, yeah, vegetarian. Well, uh, there's a vegetarian. I went, I went vegetarian this week. <laughs> and then you serve it with whatever kind of chip. It's great with tortilla chips, whatever you want. Crackers, you could, you know. If you like guacamole, you could you, could you put it on a taco? Try. It probably would be pretty good. You could put that on anything. Yeah, it's good. Roll it up in some white bread. It's guacamole to another level. <laughs> right, just think of creamy guacamole. I'm a- extra calories, extra cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, take some guacamole and let's make it unhealthy. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what less I did. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> cheese and sour cream and mayo. Get that dairy. Because it's got cream cheese. Yeah, it's not lactose intolerant. <laughs> cream cheese, mayo, sour cream, cheese. And then the guac's just for the color. <laughs> no, you do get the flavor of the avocado. You do, and I love avocado. It, yeah. it was a great dip. It's a great way to bring to introduce people to avocado, people yeah. that wouldn't eat it, or guacamole, you know. Try this dip. Um, you also did a crawfish rotel. So what is rotel? Is this, is this just is a this southern a, thing? Tyler, you can weigh in on that. Did y'all make rotel in Boston? <laughs> to my knowledge, no. Like, growing up, it was just cheese dip or queso or whatever yeah. um i don't remember seeing it up there no but yeah. when we got here for sure like i mean rotels <laughs> at every party i've been to since i was old enough to go to parties <laughs> yeah. like we had rotel dip and most of the time it was done in a microwave or cube, cubed up rot- yeah, or crock pot cubed up velveta cheese can of rotel tomatoes which is diced tomatoes and green chilies and pepper and um some people so, add a few meat. seasonings some people, some people yeah. don't some people add cream cheese, whatever, but I wanted to take that version of it and make it super. And so I said, what can I do it with? Well, I said, well, you know, I did this crawfish king, king cake the other day, the boudin crawfish king cake, and the cheese the cheese dip that I just used, prepared cheese dip mixed with the crawfish mm-hmm. tails was so good. I said, that's going to be a great skillet hot dip to stand alone. And so instead of using – a prepared cheese dip. I said, I'll just make Rotel. We'll call it Crawfish Rotel. And so it's easy. Like I diced, I took an andouille sausage link, cut it in half long ways, and then cut it back and sliced it, and then quartered that. So it made little cubes like of the Yeah, it was a little, I, very small bite. Yeah, as, as, Not tiny, but a small bite. Yeah, and then, so I, and then I diced like half a sweet onion, half a red bell pepper. And the sausage, pepper, and onions, they all were about the same size. So it kind of just blended in. Threw those in a hot iron skillet on the grill. You could do this on stovetop, but I just had my grill running about 350. Let that sausage start cooking down, releasing some oil, rendering onions, getting peppers, getting happy, translucent, soft. Once that all got going, I was like, well, I'll probably have to drain the grease out. Well, there wasn't that much grease in my iron skillet. Oh, you cooking threw garlic, up. too. Oh, yeah, and then about halfway, I threw in some garlic, about three or four cloves of garlic that I minced up. Mixed that all around, and if it was extra greasy, I was going to drain it because I didn't want my dip greasy. But there wasn't anything that I needed to get out. I mean, I was like, well, you know, I really don't have to. I'm ready to move on. So at that point, I took one pound of Velveeta cheese, which it comes in like, we bought the big box. It used to be five bucks. That thing's like $10 now. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy how high Velveeta is. American <laughs> processed cheese, like 10 bucks. People, people complaining about eggs. It's Velveeta we're getting robbed of. <laughs> Man, it can't be that expensive. But chop up half that block and then dice it into cubes. Add that to your uh, – add my can of Rotel, and then I add my cheese. And then I was like, okay, it's probably going to take 15, 20 minutes for this cheese to start melting. That skillet was getting hot. The the peppers and the sausage and onions were hot. They melted that cheese probably within 5, 10 minutes. Yeah, it was quick. I went back, peeked at it, started stirring it, and it just comes together. It makes this – and it's a good cheese dip right there. But to take it to the next level to make it crawfishy or you know, special – I took a pound of uh, Louisiana crawfish tails that I bought at the store, thawed them out, uh, got any liquid off of them, just kind of let them sit in a pepper towel and a strainer. And then I added the crawfish tails and seasoned it heavily with King Crawl Cajun seasoning. You could use whatever Cajun seasoning you want. 
I probably put at least a tablespoon of the Cajun seasoning. And, you know, most people think of Rotel as kind of a Mexican dish or something, but it's not, I mean, it's really not unless you season it that way. The, 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 it doesn't have like that cumin flavor or anything. And you could yeah. turn it into the Mexican dish by adding some oregano and cumin, stuff like that. But with the Cajun seasonings, oh man, it was so good. We served it with some, uh, took a, like a French baguette, sliced it up, a uh, little olive oil, threw it under the broiler, let the, let it get toasty. So you had these little toast points and that's what we served it with. Um, you topped them, you topped it with green onions just for, yeah, yeah. Just for a garnish. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it it's was, really, it's really good. I'm telling you, y'all got to try that one. Cause so I've had a version of it similar. Uh, there used to be a restaurant in Hernando called Timbo's. It was on the square years ago. First place I ever had crawfish dip. They just called it crawfish dip. Come out in one of these bread bowls. They hollow out the bowl, fill it up, and then you I dip hate the bread bowl. But uh, yeah, I thought about that. I was like, yeah. I don't want bread bowl. It just gets <laughs> soggy. I hate a bread bowl. It just gets soggy, and the bread they get, they tear out. It's not great for dipping. Yeah, give me the toast points. But uh, Tim, uh, he still does a version of that on his crawfish bread at the parish here in town. It just you can't buy it as the dip anymore. Yeah, I wonder if he'd make it and sell it like that. If I just want a bowl of it, <laughs> it's so good. And I'm sure his is like a cheese sauce. They probably do like a bechamel cheese sauce and do all that. No, use Velveeta. Can I get that steak topper as a? And you could use you could use American just American cheese to do it. You could use white cheese if you wanted to. The Velveeta and the Rotel is what makes the Rotel for it. It was really really good. Very rich. You could make Um, that in a crock pot, but you would need to saute your sausage and vegetables. On the stovetop, add it to the crock pot, then put everything else in there. But just don't throw your crawfish tails in too soon. That's the whole key to that recipe. You don't want to get them because they're already cooked. When they tell them out, that's it's cooked crawfish and they freeze it. So basically, you're just trying to warm it back up. And so when I put the crawfish in there in the seasoning, it didn't stay on the grill another five, ten minutes tops and it's ready to go. So if you add your crawfish tails in a crock pot, do it at the very last minute, let it go just a few minutes, and then serve it. You could also, you said something about you could use shrimp. Yeah, if you don't like crawfish, you could definitely do shrimp. And make it shrimp rotel dip. Do a lobster rotel. Whatever whatever kind of seafood <laughs> you want to put in there would, would probably be really, really good. I like the little baguettes that we did, but I like the dip with the, the to- tostitas. Yeah, like the scoops Tortilla or whatever. Chips, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the best vehicle you could, for it. Yeah, you could, you could even, uh, those need like a corn tortilla th- type think, chip for yeah. the yeah, I think so too. For the dip, the the cold dip, but still, all four of those were pretty banger recipes. No, we did the chicken. We didn't even talk about that one. Oh yeah, the super barbecue chicken. So sandwich. for Kansas City, when I thought of Kansas City, I, y'all know I think barbecue. I don't know what else they do in Kansas City. I thought it was barbecue. I mean, I know the Chiefs play there, but it's known for barbecue to me. Um, and so I talked to Greg Rimpy about this on his podcast last night. He had a question, you know, kind of the same thing. I told him the first thing that came to my mind when I think Kansas City barbecue is burnt ends. And so you, you, I was on the verge of doing something with burnt ends. And I said, well, you know, what else could I do? More sandwich, more football friendly. Because the burnt ends take a while. Yeah. You gotta, and it's hard to find yeah, just, just the point. point. Yeah. So I decided to do a chicken sandwich. What else is, you know, barbecue to me about Kansas City? I don't know where I was going with that. That's what I told <laughs> Greg. But I decided I was going to do a super barbecue chicken sandwich, and that's kind of – I didn't say it was for Kansas City, but that was my take on if I was in Kansas City what I'd be eating on Super Bowl. <laughs> so boneless, skinless thighs, seasoned up on the grill, had me a little sauce get warm while they were cooking. It doesn't take them long. You know, the 300, they're 45 minutes, and they're pretty much done. You know, 165, dunk them in sauce, finish them out. While that's going, I took some smoked sausages, split them in about two-inch pieces, and then kind of butterflied them so they'd lay flat on my sandwich, hit them with some hot rub, let them get happy, render down, smoke some. And then when I made the sandwich, I took a steak roll, kind of a hoagie roll, you know, the long oblong one, toasted it, blue plate, pickles, sliced thin onion, big piece of the chicken thigh on one side, another chicken thigh on the other side, so you're getting a two-piece sandwich. Sausage on each top of you know, a link of sausage on top of each chicken thigh. Topped it with some creamy coleslaw, top bun, and I, I challenge you to eat that whole sandwich too. <laughs> it was big. It was a man sandwich too. 
Which one did you like better? The um, burger the or burger. the chicken sandwich? Did you? Yeah. I, I mean, the, Michael liked the chicken sandwich better. Yeah. The They're chick- both really good. Yeah. It was just a lot going on in that ch- chicken sandwich with yeah. the sausage. I mean, it's a lot of meat. You got two pieces of chicken and <laughs> it's a bunch of sausage, too. This must have been a one-bite day for you. Like, you had to try one bite. Oh, I was so, at the end of the day, after I tried the two dips and the two sandwiches on camera, I I don't want to eat anything. I didn't eat anything else that day. It was tough. We had a um, Super Bowl giveaway in the community. We did. Yeah, did we pick a winner? We'll be announcing them today. Okay. So today is Wednesday, February. Did we have some cool stuff? Yeah, so everybody was talking about what they're cooking for Super Bowl. That was the thing. You got to comment. So what was what was the average thing people are cooking? Uh, beef was number one. Some Just sort something, of beef. something with beef. Yeah, wings was number two. I would exp- I would have guessed wings. Me too. Uh, a dip. Oh, everybody's having a dip. Was number three. Whether you bake it or buy it, or you're not, you're gonna have a dip, right? Yeah, multiple. If you're, <laughs> if you're doing it right, yeah. Hot and cold. Um, what, was there anything crazy, like exotic? or? We were going over this list yesterday, and uh, Tyler goes, Atomic Buffalo Turds. What the <laughs> heck is that? What do you see? <laughs> Explain to Tyler what an Atomic Buffalo Turd is. They are, I mean, ABTs, and you've probably seen it called that before, but all it is is like a stuffed pepper uh, wrapped in bacon. You know, they okay. take a jalapeno pepper. You see them called, I guess, Texas Twinkies or... Uh, what else do people call them? Jalapeno that's poppers. What, that's what, yeah, I, that's what I would know it as. Yeah, jalapeno, yeah, jalapeno poppers. Jalapeno poppers, yeah. yeah. Same thing. I like atomic buffalo turds. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> now, they do do. from? So they do some where it's like you take your sauce, your, pep, your pepper, stuff it with seasoned cream cheese, encase it in sausage. And so it's like a it's like an else. oblong meatball. And then it's wrapped in bacon. Uh, armadillo egg. Armadillo yeah. egg, yeah. yeah. I saw somebody just posted a. Beautiful pictures of those in the community. But that's still a version of kind of the same thing. What's your favorite football food? Wings. Wings. I already knew that. (laughs) I mean, that's one of my favorite foods, period. Wings. I mean, I love football food in general, you know. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite food group. Non-fancy appetizers, I guess. Yeah. Anything you can eat and drink beer with? Dips, sliders, fries. Cheese boards. Yeah. Pizza. Hot dogs. So I thought about this. You could do a Philly cheesesteak pizza. That would be a good pizza. It would be a good pizza. Use a white sauce. They have one at Domino's that is like really, really good. Really? Really? Tried it, yeah. It's like mm. a white American cheese base. Yeah. Then the cheese goes on top. And it's really, there's a no sauce on it at all. Uh, I know that sounds kind of weird. I like oh. a no sauce And then sauce you kind of dip the pizza in like ranch or something like yeah. that. It's phenomenal. Well, I think that would be really good. I could see it with almost like a provolone or alfredo type sauce base yeah, you know yeah. something like that then with your steak i mean you probably have to go ahead and cook the steak some i don't know if it'd cook fully do they put pieces of steak on it or is it like ground beef yeah that's like pre-cooked like shaved oh yeah yeah, yeah. billy meat steakums yeah steakums <laughs> you could do like that so our deli at kroger sells boar's head brand and they have a london broil that they thinly slice and man, it's some of the best roast beef. I mean, it's so you it's super rare. Yeah, yeah, that would be really good on the pizza. And see how you far could it cheat goes. and use that as a Philly cheesesteak meat. I've seen people do it, especially if you're that making sliders. Because it already has some flavor. Yeah, you know? it, yeah. It's mainly salt. <laughs> so that's the only flavor you're getting, but beef and salt. But it works. So, what would you say would be the best dish if you're hosting the party? You're hosting a fantasy or Super Bowl party. Are you worried about? Are you you want to get team specific? No, I would do both. I would. I would. So for this Super Bowl, if I was hosting a party, I would have something representing Philly, so Philly cheesesteaks of some sort, and then I would have some barbecue representing Kansas City, whether it be barbecue wings or probably wouldn't do pulled pork. It'd probably do ribs or wings or you know brisket of some sort. Yeah, that be, um, that's what I would serve. You have a recipe for Kansas City barbecue wings. Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be a great one. Yeah. It was really, really good. good. I mean, I think of it as almost like a hot wing with a sweet and tangy barbecue sauce element in the sauce. Yeah. So you add that to like a traditional buffalo sauce, and you, but you smoke the wing, and then you cut them in that sauce and let them cook down, or they're super tender. It's not a crunchy wing at all. It's kind of, you know, barbecue yeah. wing. 
that bite through. Those would be, yeah, yeah, super bite through, super soft skin. That'd so, be an excellent choice. So what is going to be your recipe if you're just taking something somewhere? You're in charge of a dip or a side or something like that. Um, I'd do that avocado ranch. You'd do that avocado <laughs> ranch. I was thinking crack dip. Yeah. I love crack dip. It's the it's it's pretty much sour cream, mayonnaise, cheese, bacon, green onion. That's all it is. And ranch packet. And ranch packet. Yeah. So it's like the don't tell your doctor dip. Yeah. 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 It's a version of that. It's kind of where I got that and tuned it up. He added a stick of butter to the don't tell your doctor dip. <laughs> yeah. I would do that. I would do that. I would definitely do that. A stick of butter to that dip. It's a game changer. And don't tell nobody you put a stick of butter yeah. in it. You're eating butter dip. <laughs> It's a good old butter dip. This is delicious. What's in it? Well, I can oh, eat this know. on a saltine cracker. I know you could. Butter dip. <laughs> Just don't go to your doctor for a few days. Don't tell your doctor. Do not schedule like a physical or a blood <laughs> check-in on Monday after, after Super Monday Bowl. after Super Bowl. You anyway. need to go on a two-week cleanse after the Super Bowl. <laughs> then go do your other doctoring. So I got That's where I'd like to start my New Year's resolution after Super Bowl. That's kind of my, my physical year run Super Bowl Monday to Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> it accumulates up. Like, you know, everybody's got Mardi Gras and they're doing Fat Tuesday. My Fat Tuesday is Super Bowl Sunday. Whatever. Because then after that, it's like, oh, I need to change my life. <laughs> I, need to, I need to clear out. I you need to drink two, less. I've had all days. winter. Because, see, January 1st, I still got 30 days of hunting season, and then hunting season, anything goes. <laughs> so, I mean, you're drinking, you know, drinking whiskey in the morning, and it's beers at night, and steaks, and all this good food. I can't just jump into New Year's biscuits resolution. And gravy yeah, biscuits morning. and gravy for breakfast. Yeah, so shots after, in the duck blind. I mean, so then after Super Bowl, you go on a cleanse for two days, and then you go to the Bahamas, <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> no, that's right. I, <laughs> I got to change that. It's going to be after the Bahamas. <laughs> then it goes into well, we're probably going to go somewhere spring break. So I need and to St. tighten Patrick up. Patrick stays right around the corner. Ooh, that's another favorite holiday. <laughs> that's where you save up your cheat day, though. That's just a one dayer. Yeah. Gotcha. It's not a whole season. Don't judge me. It's all I got to say. Don't, don't don't do as I say. Or don't do as I do. Whatever. I don't even know that's saying. I can't even get that right. Pro tips. Yeah. Pro tips. Don't follow my calendar. <laughs> um, You'll have fun, but it's probably not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy yourself. Yeah. But uh, So I got some community questions to ask you. All right. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Somebody said that they were wanting to bring cream cheese to a Super Bowl party, but the way their whole uh, smoked cream cheese. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Wanting to bring smoked Smoke cream cheese to a Super Bowl party, but the way that their whole schedule is, they're not going to be able to do it that Sunday morning. Could they do it Saturday and then serve it Sunday? Mm, that's kind of – it needs to be done and served immediately. You don't think it will hold up? I mean, I, you're going to have to reheat it. Just let so, let it come up to room temp. I don't know, man. I think you're losing the effect because to me, the whole smoked cream cheese is that it's warm cream cheese. So if you're going to rewarm it when you get there, you might as well cook it when you get there. It do, I mean, it's not like it takes hours to cook. Could you smoke it and then reheat it? Yeah. Uh, no. Because <laughs> it changes it too much. I think you're going to have to do it there. Just have to tell wherever you're going to have have a, you know, a grill ready for you. I don't, I don't know how. There's no way you could transport that and it still be good. I think it also probably depends on what you're putting on the cream cheese because if you're doing like the bacon jam cream cheese, like yeah. that may not like it. Maybe oh, you could yeah, not that top would totally it yet. Not work. Yeah, but if it's just the barbecue rub on there. Then I, I just maybe. I mean, I, yeah. I've never ate it cold. I've always like had it. It won't be cold by the time it comes up to room temp. I don't know, man. Yeah, you could try it, but I don't think I don't think you're going to get the same effect as it coming in the skillet, coming off the grill. Now, I mean, if you're talking about like trying to slow smoke it just to get some smoked flavor on it, and then wrap it up and let it develop, and you could you'd have smoked cream cheese, but it's not the same dish it's as not the, the, dip. the dip. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the whole point of that is it's warm in the skillet or whatever you're cooking it on, and you're serving it right on that with some kind of topping. And it's so, hot. And it's hot because cream cheese hot is different than cream cheese cold. Mm-hmm. It just takes on a different flavor. So. I don't think it, and I don't think once you did it like the day before, even morning of, it needs to be done right before you're going to serve it. 
That would be my. That'd be your suggestion. Yeah, that'd be my suggestion. I hate it because I don't have a better answer I think for you're that. Really fine. But. Smoke it. Wrap it up. <laughs> you're just gonna tell them run it. <laughs> run it. <yeah. laughs> run it. That's my vote. Heck yeah, run it. See how it is. <laughs> and then when they say well, that didn't turn out the way you did it, I was like, well, <laughs> do it like I said, do it. So this person said that they were disappointed in the final product of their wings. They cooked them on the pellet smoker. They seasoned them and cooked them. Um, they cooked at 275, flipped it 45 minutes, and pulled them at 180. They didn't cook it hot enough, and they didn't cook it long enough. <laughs> and you got to make sure they're dry, too, not just a wet wing. So take them out what, of the pack, put them on a rack. All right, let me ask you this. How do you cook chicken wings on a pellet grill? So the way I cook chicken wings on a pellet grill, it doesn't get any easier. You want your wings pretty much crispy. That's the way I like to eat them. I mean, they're not going to be like fried crispy, but let me tell you real quick. This is how I cook <laughs> wings on a pellet grill. I get me a jumbo pack of chicken wings, whole wings. I take them. I get them out of the package. I take paper towel, kind of dry them off, get them as dry as I can on paper towel. They got any of those little pin feathers, pull those out, but put them, arrange them on a drying rack, stick them in the refrigerator. At least an hour, two hours. Is great, but it'll, the refrigerator air, the air moving in there will dry that skin out fast if it's exposed to it. So take them out, hit them with a little cooking spray, season them with salt, pepper, garlic. I like my AP rub. That's all they need, salt, pepper, garlic at first. If you want to add a little onion powder, you could. But they're going on a hot grill, 400 degrees. 400. 400 on my pellet grill. Straight on the grill. And in, I usually don't flip them. You flip them sometimes. I usually don't. Depending on how many you got on there. If they're, some of them's cooking too hot, you might have to flip them. But it takes one hour and about five minutes. And they should be about 204 internal. Then I take them off. Those jokers are crispy. The skins, the cooking sprays help that skin kind of fry a little bit. That salt and pepper and garlic sticking to it. It's a good wing at that. But it's just a plain grilled chicken wing at that point. Then I toss them in my sauce, whatever kind of sauce. I like the spicy garlic sauce. I like an Asian sauce. I like, you know, jerk sauce, whatever you barbecue sauce. But toss them in it after you get them off the grill and serve them. You just have your sauces a little warm. They don't have to be super hot. But I usually put mine in a, in a plastic Tupperware type bowl with a lid. I'll take the lid off, stick the sauce in the microwave for 30 seconds. Put me five or six whole wings in that bowl, put the lid on it, toss them around. Tongue them out on a platter. Put the next group in, do the same thing. If I'm changing sauces, I'll pour that sauce out, bit the sink, rinse that bowl out, and do my next flavor. And that way it's assembly line and it works fast. And those wings right there are dynamite. They're easy. I'll eat them straight off the pit before you toss them in a sauce. I'll oh, eat yeah. them like that. Yeah, They're just good. seasoned. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Okay, also, I have done, if you just want kind of a seasoned wing, when they come off the pit, have you some melted butter in the bowl about – Two or three tablespoons, season that butter with a little more AP, you know, pop that in the microwave, toss your wings in that melted but seasoned butter, and it's it's one of the best savory wings you could eat. Yeah. Really They're not good. too saucy. We call them butter wings. Butter wings, yeah. <laughs> I'll just take some of them butter wings. But they are delicious. So um, now I got a question about a Weber. Have you ever used a Weber kettle with just charcoal to smoke, not use any additional wood? Um, I'm sure I have, Yeah, but not intentionally. Like that was going to be all I'm going to do to yeah. it. I mean, why wouldn't you throw a few chunks of wood in there? But the snake method on a Weber works like a champ, you know, you're going to get some flavor from it. It don't have, I mean, you know, depending on what kind of charcoal you're using, if you're using a good charcoal, that has got some wood in it. Like when I used to, when we used to use, um, chef's delight is before we could get the chef select charcoal, chef's delight had chunks of hickory and oak in the charcoal you could see them and so it smoked a lot more and gave you a lot more smoke flavor um you know lump charcoal it gives you more kind of wood flavor if you're using it so yeah you can use just charcoal and you can overpower by adding too much wood too like it doesn't need a whole lot of wood so i don't see anything wrong with it um all right another question for you somebody picked up a rump roast at walmart it was on sale Great buy. They were thinking about cooking it for Super Bowl Sunday. That's a, that's a good one. How do they? What? So I do? saw this comment before I came into this podcast, and I replied to it. Oh, you did. What I did was going to bring it up, 
I, I mean, I immediately, I, said, I immediately said pit beef. Baltimore-style Charm City pit beef. You season it heavily on the outside. You put it on the grill, and you get a good hot crust on it. You know, it needs some higher heat. Think of searing it almost, not just like like searing a steak. So how would you, you recreate that on one of your pits? Um, Say, so I had it on a Weber. Okay. I'd go twos on fire. Um, I'd get it, you know, olive oil on the outside, seasoned real heavily so that rub sticks. That's kind of my like binder. Heavy, like prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime, like prime rib. rib seasoning, you know, really. But I like it peppery, salty, that kind of crust on it. Yeah. And then get it over to the higher part, higher heat part of the grill, not directly over on the Weber, but you want it getting pretty hot. The Weber, you don't have to do too much because it's kind of the high heat temp is there. But you want to get it and turn it and get it and turn it to where it gets that crust on it on the outside, the bark set. Watch your internal temperature and then take it off when it gets to like 125. You want it more on the mid rare side, 125, 130. And then you just slice it across the grain. There's kind of before, you know, get, you get an rest. idea of where the grain's going yeah. and know where you need to slice it. If you needed to make you a, go ahead and make you a first cut before you season it so you can follow that line, you can do that too. But you want to get it crust on the outside of it and have it like almost rare on the inside. And they slice it paper thin across the grain. Like in those pit beef shops, they'll put it even on deli slicers. But then you just pile it high up on an onion bun, you know, serve it with whatever you want to serve it with barbecue sauce you can, creamy horseradishy sauce, but it's just pit beef. And a lot of times in those places um, that, that do serve pit beef, they'll have like twos on fire on a big grill. So they'll have it started out on their higher heat side, then they'll move it down to the day as they're cutting it on the low side, and they'll just slice off it right there. Oh, right there and, keep, and let just it keep, keep going. going. And just slice off of it. And, you know, they're not really trying to cook it more. It's more of in a holding area. Yeah. Just save your holding for yeah. service. So you that's that's what I would do. So when you pulled it off the grill, would you let it rest? Uh yeah, it doesn't hurt to. But yeah. you just I mean, you don't want you you kinda of want that crustiness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you don't have to say let it rest two hours or nothing like that. It's it's pretty much because you're keeping it rare. That's what I would do. I mean, I, I immediately and I, I don't think I've ever done a recipe on pit beef. You haven't. I've been I need to I need to do one of those. I said pulled beef sandwiches. Yeah, that would be good too. No, you're just you're you're taking it to you're brazing the braid. Right? Yeah, you're taking it to the breakdown stage. Yep. Where I mean, rump roast. It's one of those top round rump. You know, it's lean, no internal fat, hardly. Uh, tough connect. You know, tough muscle, working muscle. So it's it needs to either be broke down all the way, like you're talking about, or served really rare across the grain. Yeah. So you could do it and make pulled beef sandwiches or something like that with it. That'd be pretty good too. Yeah, I'd season it pretty heavily, put it on. But just think, just think of grilled. Uh, roast beef. It's basically what pit beef is. The best deli roast beef you've ever had, but That's done a good on a way pit. To describe that, yeah. That's the way you want it. Um. So this question is: I've been watching Malcolm's Jack Daniel ribs video, but they live in the UK, and it's very difficult for them to find that Captain Rodney's boucan glaze. What's a good re- substitute for that? The Captain Rodney's. Let's see. I don't know what kind of products they would have for a glaze over there, but, but I would probably use like uh, you could mix up some, just say some honey and a little bit of vinegar to give it just a little bit of that pepper sauce kind of flavor, and then maybe some peppers chopped up in it or something like that. There's probably something that you could use. It's but it's almost like a sweet vinegar sauce. It's, it's a thicker, like, you know, would they get a consistency. Jelly? If they have pepper jelly, that would definitely work. Just thin it down with a little uh, water or apple juice or vinegar to get it to break up and liquefy. That would work. But it's almost like a, a vinegar syrup. It has the, if I could best describe Captain Rodney's, spicy vinegar syrup is what it's like. That's what that glaze is like. So anything that you could glaze. And that's sweet, too. It's yeah, sweet it's sweet. Spice. Yeah, sorry. so it has yeah. that. It has that syrup flavor, you know. You yeah, just like a simple syrup, syrup yeah. simple syrup with a little vinegar and some peppers to give it the heat. So you could make you something like that that would work as a glaze. So if you started with say a cup of sugar, maybe three quarters of a cup of water, a couple of tablespoons of vinegar, and then have you some dried peppers or chilies or something like that that you're putting in there for some heat. Of course, add a little salt. I don't season it a little bit, but you're just making this syrupy glaze, spicy, vinegary, syrupy glaze. It's, it's super. It's really easy to do. You can do it with honey. You can do it with agave nectar. 
anything sweet, that element would work. Sweet Thai chili sauce would work. Yeah. Like the, the sweet and sour sauce would work. So any any of that stuff you could substitute. It's, it's, if you look at it that way, it's kind of what that Captain Ronnie's product's like. It's sweet. It's a sweet yeah. and spicy. Syrup. Glazy salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glaze, syrup, sugar. That's what it is. So what are you cooking for the Super Bowl? I, I've got to pack my bags. <laughs> but I will guarantee you I am eating wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and then we'll probably have nachos or something. I've got some, I've got some pork, uh, collar trim butts in the freezer that I need to cook. So I thought about throwing one of them on overnight or, or staying up late Saturday, throwing it on and getting up the next morning and holding it just so I could make you some nachos or something. But just, I don't have any super plans because we're going out of town, but I know I'm having wings. What's your plan? I don't know. I can see I didn't plan a Super Bowl party this year because I know. I know we were going out of town and Monday and Tuesday are going to be crazy. I got a couple so, invites. Oh, do you? Well, <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I could change plans quick. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of wanting to try uh, to make that avocado ranch dip again. <laughs> that would be a good one. I've got some new wing recipes I'm working on. I've got a... Um, Kind of an Asian seasoning that I've been kicking around, and then I've got a you know kind of a garlic wing seasoning that I've been An playing actual with. Wing seasoning. Yeah, 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 they're actual wing seasoning. So I'm probably going to test and tune a little, make some wings. I'm in for that. Working on wing for, wingman stuff. I'm all for the testing and tuning. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, though. Who do you think's going to win? Who's your? I, you who's know, your pick? I think the so lot, let's talk about that. Who's your pick? I don't, man. I don't. I'm not betting. If I just had to pick one, man, I hate to say it, but I'm going to go Kansas City. Mahomes, is, he's just got grit. When he wants to win, you ain't going to hardly beat him. I don't care if he can't walk, hobbling around. His whole team's beat up. They shouldn't win. Eagles got the better offensive line, probably got better running back. Um, both of them got a Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> so... Are you cheering for either? No, no, no. I, I don't like. I mean, I'm kind of. I'm not fans of Hurts. Oh yeah, I mean, I like him. They stomped on my Vikings this year, so oh, that's a reason a little... to not like the Eagles. But, but they got Brown, and he's an old Miss man. So, quick question: How do you deal with that as a parent? Like, you have both of your kids are in the Super Bowl and opposing teams. Like, how does that play you gotta, out? Got to get one of those split jerseys, like one side of it's Kansas City, <laughs> yeah. one side of it's Eagles. Well, that'd be an ugly jersey, wouldn't it? <laughs> kind of red and orange and white, and then green and white, I guess. Or I, feel, I imagine there's worse things. Yeah, I mean you're super proud <laughs> yeah, and everything, yeah. but like the next family get together afterwards, you'll be kind of at like, least yeah. they're both. So it's it's easier because you're just pulling for scores because one of, if what now if one of them was on offense and one of them on defense, that'd be difficult. That yeah. would be much better because they're playing each other constantly. I actually saw them interview her. The mom of the Kelsey brothers. Oh, yeah. She says she's, oh, yeah. she's on the podcast this week. Yeah. I listened to it yesterday. She's just cheering for the offenses. She wants <laughs> that's what I mean. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what you would do. Uh, she showed up with like cookies for them at the first day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you need some lunch money, baby? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to be, I mean, I watch half of it. <laughs> it's all too late for me to stay. <laughs> if, if we're not going to like have a Super Bowl party, What's the use of watching the second half? You might as well go to bed and see one the next day. I was really hoping you wouldn't play in a Super Bowl party because you – it's never like I'm going to have five friends over and we're going to watch the game. It's like we're going to have prizes. We're going to – passing the ball and whoever scores gets a prize off the table. <laughs> we're, we're inviting everyone I've ever known. hundred people. <laughs> we're going to have this. Hooters girls might show up. <laughs> yeah. And then you build out this extensive menu. Playground for the kids outside. We're going to rent all these blow-up things. <laughs> going to have every food group. That's how you throw a Super Bowl. How do, how do you throw one? It's not just like get together with some Fritos and a dip. <laughs> Open up cans of bean dip and nacho cheese. Let's watch the big game. Get six beers. Heck no. You need shots for every... <laughs> You're playing drinking games. Oh, yeah. It's on. So I'm not doing that this year. Yeah. 
though. I, I'm not too disappointed that we're not throwing a big Super Bowl party this well, year. Maybe next year. Oh, when the Vikings, oh, well, I will be at that Super Bowl. <laughs> no party. We'll be yeah. at there. We will be at that Super Bowl. Then we'll have it the national championship. So see, that's how that's my rule on the Vikings. Like if they make it that far, it's like NFC championship blowout. That's the blowout party. Yeah. Because they probably ain't gonna make it to the Super Bowl. If they do, I'm going to Super Bowl. Double party. Yeah. Double party. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm gonna be there all week. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna show up with cookies. For some- <laughs> I'm bringing ribs for the team. <laughs> Well, Mount, that's all I have for today. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a great weekend and y'all watch the big game Sunday. Um, Tyler, tell them about the community. What else we got going on? Hey, guys. So if y'all head over to Facebook.com, there's an awesome community called the Let's Get to Cooking community. We do monthly giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff over there. There's lots of like-minded pit masters and people to kind of help you out. You can share your recipes, whatever you want. Uh, we also just started a How to BBQ Right underscore podcast on TikTok. So if you guys want to watch our shorts, head on over there. And if you want to catch all Malcolm's favorite recipes, head on over to howtobbqright.com and download us on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. That's right. And Shell. Like he's hit it all. He's hit it all. <laughs> How to barbecue right, every platform, find us, connect, keep up keep with going. us. No, I like it. I like it. Well, hey, hope everybody has a great week. We will be back. Are we going to be back next week? No, we will. We are out next week. Because we're going to be with the, with, with the umbrella drink. Um, all right. Well, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Two weeks. We'll be back two, two weeks. weeks. We'll okay. see. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about who won the Super Bowl and what we did in the Bahamas. I'm not cooking in the Bahamas. <laughs> see if you come back with any inspiration. Yeah, now, there is a restaurant there that has ribs, like one of the little beach shacks, has barbecue ribs. So I'm, I'm probably going to shoot a little video, Tyler, and shoot something to you to edit. Sounds Let's like see what their ribs are like. What do you serve th- them with like mac and cheese. <laughs> what do you think they're like? I have no idea. I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> now, the jerk chicken's good. I'll do it to jerk chicken. Oh, yeah. Tasting. But... Until next Did week. Did they say like Memphis style or was it just oh, no, barbecue? Oh, no, no, no. Barbecue oh, okay. is. It ought to be interesting. Yeah. We'll see y'all next time. We gone. <laughs>